Hello and welcome to New England Beer Reviews, Episode 10, BYOB, Bring Your Own Bear. I'm TJ Davis, alongside Chris Campbell and Emily Schick. How are you guys today? Okay, pretty good. How are you, Emily? Yeah. Mm, Hanging in there. Well, I think that we're collectively all a little disappointed today, well... Some of us with other things, but collectively we're all disappointed that, unfortunately, this was supposed to be episode 11, not episode 10, but our episode 10 recording really fucked up. Yep. Thanks, Zencaster. Yeah. Um. Thanks, DSL. So, so yeah. Uh, we're going to try and talk about some of the beers that we tried to talk about last time, especially because one of them was Night Shift's ninth anniversary beer. Mm. Um, but I figure, fuck it, let's just get right into it, and let's like crack this Bring Your Own Bear. Yeah. So it's a Pipe Dreams Brewing out of Londonderry. It's a candy sour ale based on gummy bears. Well, with actual fucking gummy bears in it, right? Mm. So yes. three, two, one, crack. Yeah. Ooh. Emily, this is why you don't shake the beers before you open <laughs> them. Although, yeah, mine, it is super fucking carbonated. Mine exploded a little bit. This would be a way more fun video like, podcast. Just a little bit. Not not as bad as that other time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, happily mine didn't explode, but I started to pour, and it's now like 80% head. Mm. Yeah. With you. <laughs> Very with you. But I did, uh, you know, suck that head a little bit, and damn, that is, like, nice and tart. Hell yeah. It is. Very sweet. Like, you, you can tell that it was made with candy. I actually think I like this better than um, uh, unicorn, unicorn poop. poop. Mm-hmm. And, like, I really enjoyed unicorn poop. Yeah. But, like, I think this gets its flavors right a lot more, and it's, like, Tart as fuck, and I love it. Yeah, it, it is pretty great. Good color too. This one, uh, like, I was not expecting this one to be quite as dark as it is. It's it very is. red. Yeah, I'm surprised. It's crimson. That, like, we we don't say that word around these parts. <laughs> fuck you, Harvard. Um. Alright, so we should try and talk about some of the stuff that we had tried to talk about for the last episode, but thanks, Zencaster. Mm. Um, so one of them was the whole nine years from Night Shift, which was their ninth anniversary beer. I can't remember anything that was in it. I remember liking it. Hmm. I remember Strata. Yeah, Maybe? wasn't it like Strata and Lotus and something else? Definitely a Lotus. Let me see. Whole nine years. Ella, it Galaxy, is... Nelson Savon, and Simcoe. We oh, were way we off. were way off. We were thinking about some other beer. Okay, so we're, we're thinking of the another. Yep. We might have been thinking about orange duct tape. Oh, yeah. That was another one that we had. So, the whole nine years, uh, you know, New England-style double IPA. But, yeah, real tasty, real solid. Reminded me of, like, old days of Night Shift when they they did something, like, a little more interesting. It wasn't really risque for them, but uh, 
you know, it, it still came out really tasty. Just a solid fucking New England style IPA. Mm. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I mean, I I can't believe it's only been nine years that Night Shift has been open. It feels like it's been way longer than yeah, that. Yeah, it but, feels like we've been going yeah. there for a lot longer than just fucking 2012. Yeah, I mean, but that beer really felt like a return to form for me in a lot of ways. And, you know, I was so happy that we picked that up. I I love them. I love supporting them. And I love when they make really mm. good beer. Yeah, I, I know, like, if you listen to these episodes, you probably think that we shit on Night Shift a decent portion. And it's just, it's not that we really shit on them. It's just... We miss the weird stuff that they used to do. Yeah. Like, back like, when they made sours without knowing what the fuck they were actually doing while making said sours mm. and making some, like, really, really funky stuff. Like, they they don't do that anymore because, like, they're not Budweiser accessible, but they want to make more of their stuff more accessible. And I get that. It's, you know, business. Yeah. But, like, I definitely miss the days of just, you know, standing in a room with a bunch of barrels, like, drinking stuff from said barrels. And walking around and looking at, to see, like, what's aging in the different barrels. So, like, ooh, that's coming soon. (laughs) Ooh, that'll be good. Sounds like fun. But, yeah, I I really, oh, yeah, it it was a blast. Especially, like, their first place was... Just a very unique hmm. experience. Yeah. Not not a polished experience in any way. Like, their but current really location, fun. I think, is fantastic. Like, oh, it's yeah. more accessible to people in general than, like, hidden away in an industrial area. Um, That's now a casino. Yeah. Or has something to do with the casino. Or is there because of the casino. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, but, like, their new location's fantastic, like, especially when they used to do the Barrel Society parties, and it was just a bunch of Barrel Society members hanging out around their brewery, like, chatting and eating. Yeah. Those were good times. Yeah, they really were. So the other show beer we did that in our last episode <laughs> was Orange Duct Tape by Stoneface, and they are in Newington, New Hampshire. So, duct tape seems to be a series for them, and this one was Lotus and Citra, and I quite liked it. Yeah, I really enjoyed that myself, too. Um, I'm really happy that more breweries are starting to try out using Lotus. I'm guessing it's just a hop that just recently made its way this way. Yeah, or, you know, it's a new strain kind of deal. yeah. Whatever. Um, so what else? Um, there was definitely something, at least one thing we drank that had strata in it. And I'm trying to figure out which one it was. Um, oh, okay. So one of the other ones we talked about, not while drinking it, but we talked about, was uh, Public Garden by Trillium. That is an IPA that uses mosaic and strata. And like... Because Mosaic, I find to be a fairly uniquely intense flavored hop in a lot of ways. I don't know that I got a good sense of Strata, but I did feel like it was well-balanced. Hmm. Yeah, I, was, I too was a fan of the um, 
you know, public art. Uh, I hope it's the start of a series for them, but even if not, it's a great one-off. But then again, are we ever really disappointed with anything we've had from Trillium? I mean, maybe guess, I guess, like the Tiny Bird series, just because it's sort of boring. Hmm. But, like, it's not bad. I mean, it's really meant to be, like, kind of their session series. And, like, I will argue that for a session, they're very flavorful. I mean, I'm sure that my dad could get real into them if he were you know, able to access them because Trillium doesn't distribute at all. Um, I feel like he's in their delivery area. Of course he is, but they're going to stop. They're stopping delivery. The bastards. Yeah, I know. Um, And the other Trillium we had talked about was the Coconut PM Dawn, which going back to, again, like, I PM Dawn is a solid base beer. And uh, it's a coffee stout. And the coconut was a nice addition. I think that it was done well. I think it complemented the flavor of the beer. I've honestly never had a PM Dawn variant that I didn't like. Um, So, yeah, again, it feels kind of boring to just be like, yeah, it's Trillium and I like it. But, yeah, it's Trillium and I like it. I mean, I guess what we're saying is, like, you, you can't really go wrong anytime you're getting anything from Trillium or of Trillium. So if you see some Trillium and you like beer, try it out. Yeah, because you can find them on tap once in a while. You just won't find, like, cans or bottles anywhere but the breweries. Um, And then the other, I was like, the other IPA we had that talked about was... uh. Hovered Ridge by Ten Bends, which is, again, turning into a new kind of favorite, even though I've only had, what, three or four of those, mm-hmm. three or four of their beers so far. Um, that one is an IPA that uses a Citra Backbone coupled with two New Zealand hops. Yeah, it's disappointing um, that it doesn't tell us what those New Zealand hops are. But, um, yeah, no, that was another one that I thought was, like, Real tasty, real well balanced. Uh, didn't feel like an eight eight point seven. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm going to say that Hovered Ridge of the ten bends that I've had might be my least favorite. But that's again considering that how much I like I've liked all of the things I've had. That's not saying much. Like I, it's kind of hard for to argue with for with Cream Puff War for yeah, me. Yeah, I think that that was probably the best one that we've had. But, like, we, I think that you and I both ended up rating this as a 4.25. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. No, definitely, definitely a solid choice. Um, and then we did actually try, I don't know if you've had yours yet, Chris. Uh, we've actually the, uh... lost Chris. So I don't know what's going on there. Oh, well. Hey, we're we're, lo- we're recording locally this time. Hopefully that works. Um, of course, my audio is going to be messed up for part of it, but that's fine. Anyway, um, the Dell's Mango Passion Fruit Shandy. So that's their new fruit shandy for this year. I I liked it. I still like the original the best. I did not like the watermelon, and that's my personal bias against 
like artificial watermelon flavor. (laughs) I do Um, kind of enjoy the watermelon, but I'm with you. I'd rather have like the original. Yeah. And I, again, I like the mango passion fruit. I, but I would probably say if I were just drinking a ton of Dell Shandy, like if that was my thing right now, I might buy like, you know, like three, four packs of, or six packs or whatever of the, the original lemon and maybe to one of the mango passion fruit. Yeah. Um, what I found interesting was I feel like when it was colder, the passion fruit came through a a bit more for me and it felt a little bit more lackluster, but then as it warmed up a little, I felt like the mango came through more and I liked it more, which is odd. Yeah, that is odd. I mean, I thought it was fine, but I'm not a huge passion fruit or mango fan to begin with. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, do we have a Chris back? I see, uh, I see him blinking on our video feed. I do not see... Me hear Chris, well, but me no me see, Chris. see Chris. but me no hear Chris. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, is there anything else that we talked about last time? No, I think that was it. Um, I have stuff to talk about this time, though. That's new. Womp. <laughs> Chris, Chris can't hear either one of us in Zencaster. Yay, it's working. And we're back. If there's a weird cut there, that's why. Um, I don't know. What were we talking about? The fucking Dell's Mango? Yeah. I mean, I think we mostly finished talking about the Dell's yeah. Mango. How was it? I think we were going to, I think. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's good. I like the, I was just saying, I like the, le- the lemon one mm. a lot better, frankly. Um, also, Narragansett, but... can you please release the black cherry one instead of just having it as like your one-time local. Hmm. Also, while we're at it, can fucking Cisco make Pink Lady again? That would be nice. Like, Pink Lady was delicious. I mean, Grey Lady's fantastic, but, like, Pink Lady was there, was, like, that one Cisco beer that I could just drink all fucking summer. Yep. I agree. Like, I can't even remember what it was. Like, a raspberry wit beer? Hmm. No, Pink Lady was, I want to say it was, it, so Grey Lady, it uses Earl Grey tea. Um, I want to say it's a blonde, but I could be wrong about that. I could look it up, I guess. But I'm lazy. Hmm. Anyway, um, the Pink Lady, I think, was aged with cranberries, oh, okay. if I remember correctly. That would make a lot of sense. Yum. Be, be cut, because yeah. cape. They're not on Cape Cod. They're on Nantucket. Mm. And fuck that island. Martha's Vineyard forever. Woo! There once was a man from Nantucket. Concur. People say stories about him have been greatly exaggerated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Still enjoying Oh, it's so good. It's super, super it sweet. Really is. Which I like in a sour. Very, very carbonated. Yep. I'm guessing that's because they have, like, live yeast in the can. Mm. Like, I can mostly see it on yours, Chris. 
is you have like a layer of yeast on the bottom. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, I did notice some sediment uh, come out at the very end. But it. it That's what ooh, she said. Uh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> um. Do we have more beer to currently talk about? Man, I'm also disappointed because, like, I feel like we went off on an interesting Star Trek tangent and, like, started talking about how I wish that there was a show called Star Trek Relativity that was, like, Doctor Who but Star Trek and, oh. Yeah, we we totally mm. did because, yeah, the, the, the time ship relativity would be an awesome, th- like, subject for a Star Trek series. But hey, on the bright side, if you want your time travel fix, we're getting Loki in a few weeks. Woohoo! Well, like oh man, six we just weeks, rewatched so. Thor. Yeah, we just rewatched Thor Ragnarok, and oh man, that one that that's really one of my favorite Marvel movies. It's so fucking yeah. good. Yeah, and like it gets the tone of Thor the most right. That like mm-hmm. you know the first two Thor movies are just so dour and depressing. But then, like, Ragnarok is, is like, fun. <laughs> yeah, Ragnarok's super mm. fun. And I honestly think that they did a really good... I, like, I really liked Loki, and I liked the interplay between him and Thor in that movie as well. <laughs> Let's um, do Get Help! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I'm not doing Get Help again. <laughs> oh, man. So, last weekend, Chris played a show Ooh. outside at a brewery. I didn't play it. Oh, you didn't play it. We went to see it. I just went to it. Well. <laughs> My friends played a yeah, show. our friends played a show. Anyway. Whatever. We drank a bunch of beer, though. Yeah, we did. Um... Hopefully, we get to do an in-depth review of one of those and ask some questions of the lead brewer from Yes Brewing, which is where we were. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yes Brewing is in Westbrook. They have a a neat little location, good place to, you know, check out live music outside as well. Um, So, we had a few different things. I... Didn't check it in I because I didn't have it, but I did try a couple of sips. I don't recall the name of that double IPA. Do you, Chris? Uh, I do not. That's the one thing I didn't actually get a pour of. Yeah, same here. I, I It was a 10%. I didn't oh. feel like I wanted to go for that because it was I was driving, but like yeah. I, uh, I did try some sips of it from different people, and... It did not taste at all like a 10%. There was none of that booziness. Mm. There was none of that, like, maltiness or, like, like cloying sweetness. None of that. It was really well-balanced, great flavor, nice and smooth. And it was like, oh, this is dangerous. Yeah. No, my dad uh, definitely didn't think it was a 10%. Nope. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, my God, dude. There was another non sour option that you could have gone for that yeah. was like half the alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, go big oh or go God. home, I guess. Yeah. Deep in the heart um, of Texas. <laughs> well, technically, Chuck did, went big and went oh, home. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes, he did. <laughs> went, went home with help. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, to get carried oh, to my car. That's adorable. Well, in fairness, it was you and me, and we didn't exactly carry him, but we definitely provided uh, stability. Well, yeah, not actually carried, but yeah, helped him stumble to my car. Yeah. And it also doesn't help that he just had a cataract removed, so he can he can only really see out of one eye. So his depth perception was all off. And then, like, give him, like, five or six ten percents. Damn. <laughs> yeah. That was... That was a recipe for a bad time. So how hungover was he the next day? He said he felt great the next day. Are you kidding me? I don't know that I I believe him, but he said he was fine. Every time my dad drinks that much, he, like, complains bitterly about how hungover he is the next day, so. Yep, one of the reasons why he stopped going to beer fests. And he also hated how honest he would get sometimes. I don't think Hmm. he hated that so much. I I think it was just the hangover Uh. thing. But we love you, Bruce. Cheers. We Oh, and Emily still has, like, most of her beer, and I have next to none. It's not most. I'm working (laughs) on it. Yeah, that's most. Hey, I've done most of the talking, so... Yeah, yeah. Talk and drink, drunky. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if Chris wants to take over talking about yes, but, you know, I kind of figure I'm going to keep going. Um, my other, f- my- what, what, what was that, that really sour, sour that they had? It was something about dragons or wizards. Wasn't it? Wa- it oh no. What, what the hell was that? Cause I, I, I thought that was water, water under the fridge. Wasn't that the, no, no that's the that, ghost. That was, that was the less sour, sour. Well, there were a bunch of sours that were less sour. Well, yeah. I can't remember what the yeah. other one was. Cause I didn't, I, I'm an idiot. I didn't check it in apparently. Cause I definitely got uh... one. Let me check my untapped, because I may have. Let's see here. No, it wasn't that... Was it... Oh, it was the Kingslayer. Kingslayer, yep. Kingslayer. That That was... I think that was my favorite that I had all day. It was... One of the most tart sours I've had. It was akin to like apple cider vinegar in a really good way. Mm, that that actually sounds yeah, delicious. It's a, so what it is? It's a yeah. barrel aged Brett saison with lemon lime. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's exactly as tart as you think it would be. But like the barrel aging and like it's really nice to get something that's like actually Brett fermented instead of just having like lacto. Like it's not. It's not like one is necessarily better than the other, but, like, it's definitely a different kind of experience. What is that? And I'm going to check it in now. Brett fermenting. Uh, Oh, Brettanomyces? Brettanomyces is, like, Ah. so most beer is fermented with Saccharomyces cerevisiae and usually just kind of different strains of that particular species. Um, And Brettanomyces is... A different genus. So, you know, huh. still a yeast, but, like, it produces more of those, like, sour flavors. Yeah. Literal acid. Ah. Uh, no, it was real good. Yeah, it was. 
They had a whole so, series of fruited sours, which I believe were the same beer, just with like a little bit of different flavor profile. And I had yeah, three out and, of the four um, of them, and they were they were solid. I think I got to I mean, try a little bit of all of them. Oops. Yeah. Um, and the I th- let's see. I don't know. The The watermelon pomegranate was good. It didn't have quite as much punch as I wanted it to, but like at the same time, I, I don't really want my watermelon to have that much punch, so it kind of worked. Um, and then the... I didn't check that one in, though, but the the blood orange, the peach mango, and then the black raspberry, I all gave fours. Now... I don't want to talk too, too much about those because we got a four pack of the Black Raspberry, which is, I believe, their first beer, or at least the first one of that series. And that's the one that we got a four pack of and we're hopefully going to talk about with the owner. So, yeah, I think we'll leave that for another episode. But um, after that, we made our way over to Nunsuch River Brewing. So that we could, you know, get some food and get some beer. Um, the I tried the double pivot IP. Uh, it's a Dippa, New England style Dippa. Um, I wanted to like that more than I did. Um, I didn't wholly dislike it, but it had kind of a weird, almost soapy aftertaste Oof. to me. And not just me. I, I actually had other people try it and kind of confirmed that. Um, and it does. It it did sort of taste soapy. Like, again, the base beer was fine in theory, except for that. Like, it makes me um, think that it, there's a possibility that they didn't completely clean out their, uh, you know, brewing container well. Yeah. Or even the draft lines or something. Oh, yeah. Um, so the other two that I checked in there were the base blonde and the pomegranate blonde. Um, the base blonde I actually thought was a really solid blonde. Um, if you're a fan of more kind of basic blonde ales, uh, the Nunsuch one I thought had solid flavor. It was... It had a lot more interest than a lot of blondes do. It had a bit more, um, I don't want to say bite to it, but it definitely had more flavor punch. Now, if you like blondes, but you don't want something that's quite as punchy, weirdly enough, I thought the pomegranate was smoother. I think the pomegranate smoothed out the flavor some and kind of even the beer out. So we were sitting there with someone who tends to drink fairly boring beer. Um, And she ordered the classic blonde thinking, oh, I usually don't like, you know, fruit beers. And it, but uh, someone else had ordered the pomegranate. We tried both of them and she liked the pomegranate better. Again, I think it was simply just a fact that it was a bit smoother. 
Cool. Yeah. Uh, how you guys looking on beers, huh? 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 Um, I think I've run out of beer to talk about. Yeah, so you ready to crack open beer number two, Emily? Uh, sip, sip, sip. Yeah. Woohoo! I win. What do I win? Another beer. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can I at least get a classic one? No. Can I get the cash equivalent? No. Do I have to drive the Corvette? Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Three, two, one. Crack. So beer number two today is a very different one from beer number one. This is a collaboration with Definitive Brewing and Urban South Brewery, which, given the HTX, I'm guessing is out of Houston, Texas. Uh, yeah, that would be my guess. It's too. called Sunbelt Shake. Oh, and it's got like a fuck ton of sediment, so watch yourself, Em. Oh, but I guess that it might be going for like milkshakey. It doesn't look it because it looks very clear outside of, you know, the Thanks. chunks. <laughs> Oh, God, this is so good. But yeah, it's a dippa with bananas, strawberries, vanilla, and lactose. I'm not sure what its percentage is, though. It's a 9%. Does not taste like one. No, it does not. That is mighty tasty. Ta- I'm going to say it tastes like a strawberry banana milkshake IPA, which is exactly what it's supposed to taste yeah. like. I'm happy that the banana isn't, like, overpowering inside of it either, because oftentimes, like, banana ends up like ginger. You throw a little in, and it goes a long fucking way. Hmm. I've decided to stop pouring the very bottom of the can, because all I was pouring out was chunks at this point. Yeah, I still poured out the bottom of the can. Mm. So now I just have a beer full of chunks. Mm. I like my beer chewy. Oh, I thought we... Lost Chris, but I think I hear a cough or clearing of throat. Uh, I, I'm I don't still know. here. Okay, I have TJ back in Zencaster. All uh, right, uh, cool. I can hear you again. Nice. No, Emily. Emily, though. can you hear him? For me, nope. All right. So neither of you guys can hear each other, but I can hear you both. Hmm. <laughs> One of us. One of us. Goobble gobble. Goobble gobble. <laughs> the hell's that movie called again? Freaks. Freaks? Okay. It was solid. Yeah, I mean, not a movie that could ever be made today. Oh, fuck no, it couldn't be made today. It's I mean, like hell, unbelievably that... politically incorrect, but... Like, that was even pushing the boundaries of political correctness when it was made. But I'm glad that I've In a different least... way, though. Yeah, I'm glad that not, I at not... least, like, watched it once. Not in the way that, like, making making fun of people who are, you know, like, disabled or, no, you know... No, it was seen as, like, different. really exploitative of disabled people but it was also like ridiculously violent I, I forget what the 
original ending was supposed to be, but it was supposed to be, like, a lot more fucked up, or at least in presentation, than it ended up being. I mean, I think that I will say that I find it interesting that it was... it, it, it was. Oh, and we fully lost Chris again. I know we did. We're still recording locally, and I yeah. we just need to continue with conversations, because that's, yep. you know, otherwise it just sucks. Anyway, so I think that... I want to say that it was fucked up in a way that was clearly offensive back then and still offensive now. And I think that, but like not so offensive that like it's unwatchable. It was an interest. I mean, again, a lot of things that show like, quote-unquote freak shows, I think are more... I I don't think it's ever a quote-unquote freak show, because I I say quote-unquote because, you know, they're they're not freaks. They're just humans who are different. Yeah. Um, I mean, I also remember being a young child in the South and going to carnivals and them having, like, quote-unquote freak shows. And, like, it wasn't really freaks. It was, you know, they had, like, a little person. Yeah, and that's the thing, is it's, like... I I I also remember the first time I met a little person. I think I was, like, four or five, and it was around Halloween time. And I, you know, I, I was swearing that this person who was, like, my height was like a kid in costume. He did not appreciate it. <laughs> I I got flipped by a little person when I was five. I mean, you're five. How the fuck were you supposed to know? Yeah, I, I feel like you did have a bit of an overreaction, because, again, I was five. I mean, I, I'm sure that they, like, much like many people who are marginalized he deals with microaggressions on a daily basis and it i don't know maybe he had a bad day at work or some shit or some other some adult asshole who should know better like was a total dick and it just became too much and it was just the straw that broke the hamel's back like i i I tend to like to think that you know people aren't just like dicks for no reason. I mean, it like, was are... the, it was the South, so I'm sure that he put up with like a lot of shit that he that was just wholly unnecessary. Yeah, and, and like you felt like a safe target because you it wouldn't he you couldn't hurt him really. Um, I don't know. I mean, I will say this about freaks because it was that what the hell when the hell did that come out like the 40s no i think that was like 1932 (sighs) okay like that i will say that like even because even in a time when freak shows were a fairly well-established part of circuses Uh i think 1932 i was right Oh, hey, dude, you fucking rule. Um, I, I just, I think that they did a good job of portraying it as not a positive thing that existed. Um, and I think that every, I think that every movie that shows it in a, like, in a way is not necessarily outright condemning the practice of having a freak show, but I think that they're all, like, 
this is fucked up, right? You know, like it, the movie's just looking at you like, bruh, don't you think this is kind of fucked up? Either that or, you know, some of them are like, bro, this is definitely fucked up. I mean, hopefully that is your takeaway after watching it. Or just, you know, saying, one of us, one of us, goobble gobble, goobble gobble. I mean, why can't it be both? It can be both. And then it makes you appreciate the uh, final episode of Clerks the Cartoon that much more. Mm-hmm. And that one episode of South Park. Ah, uh, Chris, I can hear an echo from you, which means you must be part of Zencaster again. Yeah, his audio is not showing Yay. up on Zencaster, though. Oh. No, it is, like, it not, is for oh, me oh, now. Nope, I it see it now. It is for me now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see it now. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Chris, so how much of so, uh, like what I freaks, miss? Well, <laughs> we were talking about the movie Freaks. Um, yep. And yeah, that that's what we've been talking Google about. Google Gobble. Gobble. Like after we yep. did that, that's just sort of led us on the whole conversation about the movie Freaks. And it, again, it nice. is worth watching at least once. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that it's like oh, it framed is. as a horror movie and it's seen as exploitative, but. But again, I I don't think that it portrays having a freak show in a positive light, like no, <laughs> w- which is very important. Like I don't think that showing something on screen is a validation of that thing. I think that you know d- it d- entirely depends on how you're depicting it, and I don't think that that was <laughs> well, that was portrayed. <laughs> the, that, the, the entire circus was portrayed in a negative light in that movie, which is pretty fucking revolutionary for 1932, because like mm. honestly, circus circuses are just sort of exploitative of both people and animals most of the time. I think in modern days, the people part is a lot more. Like I think that there's a lot more well, choice be- involved. There is more choice, but thankfully, as time has gone on, we're having more and more laws concerning like treatment of animals when it comes to circuses, which is why like stuff like Cirque du Soleil is more the modern circus because you know no animals. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, though, if you're gonna exploit animals, give me like, okay, folks. I've seen a Russian circus. Oh. <laughs> I know that like it's terrible and exploitative, but like those trained bears are pretty rad, honestly. Like it it was it's like a combination of like Cirque du Soleil and like way more neat trained animal tricks than you've ever seen. L- like I'm not saying that, like, yeah, it's a thing you should definitely do because it's a thing you should support. But it's like, if it still exists and you go to Russia, do do it honestly. Like, we, we are a big... we are not advocating going to Russia. <laughs> I mean, especially now with, you know, like when I went, Putin was not president, so that made a big difference. Yeah. Like, I went in that sweet spot where, like, I think it was Medvedev was president and, like, Putin was kind of, I mean, I think he was still prime minister, but he was kind of chilling out. He was kind of doing his own thing, you know? He wasn't, like, fucking with people quite so much. 
And, like, that was the sweet spot for going to Russia. But, like, I don't think most places will even, like, most, like, travel companies will even, like, book trips there anymore for, like, guides and stuff. Which sucks because guides are, like, usually employed by, like, whatever travel company. So, like, those are people who lost their jobs because Putin's a dick. Yes. I mean, there are definitely other people who have lost their jobs and lives because Putin's a dick, but, like, that's just an example of, like, an industry that gets completely fucked up by their political situation that you don't necessarily think about. Which is also disappointing, because, like, there are things that I would love to go see in Russia, but, like, I'm never going to go to Russia while Putin's in power. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you do get an opportunity to go to Russia, do it. It's honestly one of the coolest, most fascinating places I've ever been. Well, I really, like, bucket list thing is definitely um, Peter the Great's museum in St. Petersburg. is like, Museum of Oddities. I don't think we actually hit that one, which is sad. I mean, granted, I was in a trip that's primarily designed for a bunch of old people, but, like, both St. Petersburg... So, St. Petersburg primarily has, like, in that area, kind of has, like, the, like, like, the super impressive, like palaces and cathedrals and shit like that like again i've seen i've been in a cathedral that had like i don't know massive fucking ceilings and like pillars that were made of like cobalt and malachite uh, chris are you back with us wow cobalt and malachite that sounds yes so fucking cool it's so fucking Uh, cool dude they are all right he is back yay yes welcome back chris Dude, ru- rich rich Russians built their shit ex- super extra, and it's yeah. so cool to see. Like, you, you, it, you, you have to not think about, like, all the shit that other people got put through for those things to <laughs> exist. But, like, like, the Amber Room. I've seen the Amber Room in person. It's an entire room that's basically wallpapered with fucking amber. It is unfucking believable wow. Like... That palace is extra. Like, I've been to palaces and stuff in other countries. Russia is so extra, it's not even funny. Like, their like their their churches and cathedrals are, like, by far the most magnificent I've ever seen. And I've also seen, like, if you've ever seen pictures of that, like, you know, like, you know how the Russian churches have the, like, kind of big spires that are, like, curvy yeah. and whatever? Like, you, you know, you think of the one in the St. Basil's Cathedral in Red Square, which I've seen in person as well. Haven't been inside it, though. Um, there, If you've ever seen the one that's made entirely out of wood, um, that's on Kiji Island in, it's, I think it's on the Volga River, mm-hmm. but it's, like, kind of north, and, and I've been there, too. In Soviet Sweet. Russia, church builds you. I mean, and there, like, that village just, like, every generation, like, some some people learn how to, like, make the shingles properly for that church and just keep it up. Like, and they're like, and it's like, oh, we still get around in winter. Snowbank's only 12 feet high. We make road. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like yo you're on an island and there's like 12 feet of snow Wh- how the how do you eat and it's like oh cellar yeah okay 
I mean, no, re- like, spend all summer growing, spend all fall pickling, and then throw it down in the root cellar. Yeah. And then drink vodka to keep yourself warm. Yeah. Or cool, or at exist. least At least distracted. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. God, those people can drink. Like, I've been to a number of different countries. I've never seen people able to put away liquor like Russians. Oh, man. Or Ukrainians. Ukrainians do a good job, too. But, like, the thing that sucks is, like, fucking, like, I've had, like, Russian, Russian, Russian vodka. And it just tastes like lighter fluid. I mean, kind of. I mean, remember I brought that birch-flavored one back? Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. I mean, my mom had an ex-fiance that was, like, Russian-Russian. Oh, yeah. I mean, the cheap yeah. Russian vodka tastes like lighter fluid, because they give zero fucks. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, the good shit that I brought back. Like, because, like, where you're never going to find birch-flavored Russian like, vodka here. Like, here it's like, oh, look, this is my raspberry vodka, or, like, my lemon vodka, and it goes so well in my gin and tonic, or, like, my, my vodka and tonic, because I'm trying to stay on a diet. Well, and it's like, no, no, no. It's birthday cake vodka in soda water. With, I can't with, have birthday cake on my birthday, so I'm going to have birthday cake vodka so well, that I with, have, like, no calories. With a maraschino cherry in there. Because so, it's my birthday. But it's her and birthday. And I deserve the calories. But she can't have cake, so she's going to get the calories from, you know, that maraschino cherry. Yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> no. Russia's like, well, we can put flavor, I guess. Ladies like flavor. Here. Birch. Birch, birch. birch good flavor. Birch <laughs> you, is a good flavor. You, you want flavored vodka. I have two flavors vodka. I have vodka made with potato that tastes like lighter fluid. Or I have vodka made with potato that tastes like lighter fluid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more or less. Also, like... It's just, oh, man, I I remember, like, going to buy beer in, like, a convenience store or some shit in Russia, in Moscow specifically, and it was just like, oh, so, like, it, it, remember how the U.S. used to be, like, these are the beer brands. Choose one of the three. Like, more or less, that's what a lot of places in Russia are like, too. Like... I don't know that there's much of a craft beer industry there at all. Like I said, vodka is a universal language, so, like, you could add flavors to that and have that, like, be cool with people. It's like, oh, I'm fancy. I drink this I drink this vodka. Look, it has flavor. Mm. But, like, eh. I mean... I still remember going to that traditional Ukrainian restaurant on our last day in Kiev and like everybody, everybody at that dinner, including the guides, got like shit faced basically because it was just bottles of vodka sitting on the table. And when one of them (laughs) emptied, the staff would just replace it with another one. Yeah, that sounds fun and awful. Thankfully, I was still in my 20s and like that was not a death sentence for me 
Because, like, 38-year-old me would be like, I'm going to have fun tonight. You will have to kill me tomorrow. Do, do we do we finally have a Chris back again? I uh, don't think so. Oh, oh wait, I can yeah. hear. Yeah, welcome back. Yay. I can see his audio too. Yay, we Aww. missed you. We were talking about vodka. And yeah, stuff vodka. And... Putin sucks. Like Russia's that... got some cool places to visit, but don't fucking go there while Putin's in power. Yeah. yeah. No, Russia is a place that, like, also, Russia and Ukraine are places that you should go to for sure if, like, it's relatively safe to do so. Like, I mean, when we were at the Chernobyl Museum, we got to hear one of the liquidators speak. That's really neat. Like, that's depressing as fuck, but that's really neat. I mean, the dude was still alive, so. Yeah. And as far as I know, he still is. Oh, and that's but. a good recommendation. Is that, um, like... The HBO series? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and also, like, a lot of places have done really good videos on it. Like, I'll, I'll shout out to uh, Plainly Difficult, who has a great YouTube channel who that focuses mostly on nuclear accidents. He's done a whole series that kind of either is about Chernobyl or relates to Chernobyl. Because there was, like... There was actually another incident at that power plant several years before what we think of as Chernobyl. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised by that because and that there, plant was, cut many corners. Yeah, and there was a, well, there was an incident with another one of those type of reactors as well at like a different power plant in the la- in, like within five years of that happening too. Like it, there were warning signs and they just ignored them um, because that's what you did. Um, cause anything that showed weakness of any kind was frowned upon, even if like all you're doing in the long run is hurting yourself and making yourself look weaker. Like, yes, but Chernobyl, at, the, at the moment you look stronger, right? But Chernobyl was part of the downfall of the USSR. Yes. Like if they'd handled that differently, it might still exist today, which wouldn't be a good thing. Just for the record, but I'm saying that, like, it was a dumb move on their part. I don't know. Putin is actively trying to recreate the USSR. Yeah, we uh, we, we know. But, like, you know, it's... I think that the rest of the world has progressed to a point that, like, I don't, I don't think it's possible for that to happen again. Like, unless countries voluntarily become a part of it, I don't think that it's possible for the USSR to be a thing anymore. I don't know, man. Like, he has been putting the screws onto Ukraine for a long time. Well, I know, but really, it's only, like, part of Ukraine. Like, also, the Ukrainians are not going to have, like, the, the, the Ukrainians that are centered in Kiev are not going to have any of that. Also, Kiev, great city, highly recommend. Good time. But, yeah, guys, uh, Chris, do we have you back, 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 back again? Uh, I think so. Yes, fantastic. Well, you've joined us just back in time for um, potentially wrapping it up, I think. I would assume we need to, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. 
So let's wrap it up. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. We need to post. Eventually. On, uh, I, I need to post on there. Check us out on um, fucking Untapped. Not, not as New England Beer Reviews, but as each of our own things. <clears throat> Check us out on Patreon. Um, Give us money. Yeah. We're getting... My, my dad's getting lonely. We're gonna... We swear to... Like, we need to set up a time to record the bonus episodes. We have two of them in the wings. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Um. But, uh... Yeah, I think that's most of it. I heard Chris, like, electronic out a yay. So I don't know if we <laughs> still have him or not. Oh, that, no, oh. There, there's a laugh. There we go. All right, come on, D. Like, that's just not funny. You guys <laughs> you guys just electro- electronic noised out. But I think you're back. Oh, did we? Because we sound yes. normal. Yeah. It's you, it's it's you, that's you the that problem. sounds fucking weird. Oh. Uh, but I think that's the majority of our wrap up. And on that bombshell, I've been TJ Davis. I'm Emily Shit. Uh, I've been Chris Campbell. And we've been. Oh, I wanted us all to do together. And we've been no again. N- N- <laughs> New England, and we've been. Alright, and we've been New England beer reviews. Yeah, Chris is like. There we go. <laughs> in, in more the speed. <laughs> like twenty minutes later. Uh, 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 we uh um, main is great uh internet <laughs> bad help <laughs> dude you've got a tell <laughs> uh all right so yeah uh i'm going to steal chris's line this week adios fuckers no you got it wrong oh mm, uh, no <laughs> Come on, Chris. Oh, I think he might have cut out again. And you, no, it's oh, too wait, do it, do it. That's how you move. Come on, do your line. Do your line. Come on, do your line, monkey. Do your line. <laughs> uh. Oh. Come on, Chris. Come on, boy. Come on. Toodaloo, fuckers. Ha 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 